This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. And welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk. I am your host, Jim Cromer, and I uh, want to welcome everybody in. Had a great four-week run of the tryout series, culminated with uh, my friend and yours, and I can honestly say that because that is exactly how he feels about everybody, Steve Springer, Mr. Quality at Bats himself. I couldn't think of a better person to have in to touch on the final piece of this whole thing, and that's the mental approach to this deal. Um, I talk so much to people about you know, this, that, and the other, I guess for lack of a better description. And and at the end of the day, I'm always going to stand by what I've always believed. And that is there's a lot of talented people out there. What separates them a lot of times is the mental approach, the mental side, their ability mentally to handle things as we discussed, like failure. Uh, It's such an important part of the game. And people say, well, Jim, how can failing be important? Well, it's how you handle it. Because believe me when I tell you, if you've ever played baseball, if you've ever had a kid that played baseball, if you've ever coached baseball, you have dealt with a lot of failure. Um, Do want to remind everybody to make sure they check out youthbaseballtalk.com, our website. Uh, It's where you'll find back episodes. Uh, You can go back and hear the last four weeks, catch up on the tryouts as your kids are kind of going through that this week. I know it's staggered a little bit throughout the country, but basically this is really when it ramps up and gets going. Um, So you can, you know, really hear those things and maybe sometimes play them for the players. Let them hear some things. Let them gain that confidence. But we do uh, we do appreciate everybody checking out youthbaseballtalk.com because every week I tell you guys I see it. It's one thing to see the latest episode and how we're doing, but I mean, it is everything. All the back episodes have downloads every week from people binge listening or going back and listening to a favorite episode or or maybe being new to the show. I We know that's what it is, and we do appreciate it. Uh, I want to encourage everybody to keep on doing what you're doing to help us grow this show because it is working, and that's sharing, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, anything. If it's just talking at the ball diamond, hey, I caught this podcast, that's how we've grown the show, and we want to continue to grow it that way because organically – that's where you find the real people. That's where you find the people that really care. We do appreciate it. Uh, Twitter's great to us. At Podcast Baseball is where you'll find us there. You can go to Facebook. Just type in Youth Baseball Talk. You'll find us. Can't uh, can't tell you guys how much I appreciate that. We could never do this without our friends at uh, uh, the Rope Trainer. Perfect Pitch and Throw, Earl Perrin, John Smolch, Chris Verna. What they've meant to this program is nothing short of amazing. Being associated with guys like that tells us that we are going in the right direction. What they're doing over there for young arms, for older arms, for people trying to prolong their careers, this isn't just a kid thing anymore with them. The scientific data they have shows that the rope trainer works, that the rope trainer helps. The rope trainer will make a difference. John Smoltz always says, God, I wish I had it. My career may not have had some of the bumps and bruises that it has. Uh, I I, got to tell you, you got to go to theropetrainer.com and check that out. It is an amazing, amazing device. Uh, you heard me say at the beginning, as I do on every show, uh, I'm your host, Jim Cromer. Um, you guys that have been with me through this whole thing have been hearing me talk a little bit about the fact that I'm going through a little bit of a change in my life. My my oldest son now is a senior. He has accepted a an offer to go play college baseball next year, and I'm really proud of him for that and his accomplishments. And 
it's a wonderful opportunity that fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, not every kid gets that would like to do it. Um, I, the only reason I say unfortunately is because, you know, it is sad, but at the same time, kids have to have goals to work towards. And if everybody could do it, people would take it easy. Got to work hard if you want to play at the next level, no matter what level that is. Um, I, my youngest son now is a freshman, so he's in high school and as most of you know, and you've heard me say on here, the guy, the gentleman that does the Asterix segment, we'll, we'll have him now in the summers. So for me, the youth portion of this is going to get away from me a little bit because not because I'm not interested in it or not because I won't still be chatting with people who are doing this, but I'm not going to be living it day in and day out like I have really for the last 10 years in all reality. So for me, uh, I know how important the show is to me. I know how important the show is to you. Lately, I've been feeling a little bit of a disconnect from the youth community because I just don't feel like I'm giving you enough of what's happening out there. I knew that at some juncture I would have to do this, which I'm about to do, and that is welcome in a new co-host. I've thought about this long and hard. Uh, Bringing in somebody is not as easy as it may sound. Oh, Jim, just go get somebody that coaches youth baseball. No, that's not really how it works. Uh, I have a belief I'm not saying everything I always believe is right. Um, I have things that I believe in. I have a way of doing things that I think is, I'm not even going to say right, but I think gives you an opportunity to be right. And I think you got to find somebody that's like-minded. I don't want somebody in here that's going to, yes, Jim, yes, Jim, yes, Jim. I want to have real meaningful discussion, but I also want it to be sane meaningful discussion with purpose and with educatedness and with a sense of, Uh, understandability of what's really going on Uh, a while back uh, I couldn't even tell you how long ago I met a gentleman that I was impressed with the moment I met him number one he was young he was energetic he was a baseball player at heart Um, you know a, a, a baseball player like most that you know when the playing days come to an end he wants to try to make a career out of doing something he loves passionate about it uh and his name is Spiker Helms uh you guys may remember the episode He's uh, affectionately known to, to some as the tourney guy. Um, just a great all-around guy that loves the game of baseball. He has a good friend in Ryan Miller who we had on as well. Just two guys that are trying to make their way in a world of a sport that you love, that you love to hate sometimes, that you love to argue about sometimes, that you love to have conversation about sometimes. But I was just impressed with the way he handled himself. I was impressed with his ideas and his drive and his emotion and what he wanted to do. It was a great interview, really enjoyed doing it, had a lot of great feedback on it, and he and I had remained friends uh, over time. And He got really involved with a great baseball program in St. Louis called the Rawlings Tigers. A lot of you guys in St. Louis are aware of it. Um, I am impressed with what they're doing, and I hate to even use the term up-and-coming because I feel like they've always been fine, but, man, they just continue to get better and grow and do things the right way. Uh, So obviously I've been keeping up with Spiker and what he's been doing. Uh, not too long ago, we ran into one another again, and it really got me thinking, I think this is the guy. So about a week ago, I called him up, probably a call he wasn't expecting, and said, hey, I got a crazy idea. And, of course, he said I was crazy. But uh, he considered it. He called me back. He accepted. So now it does me great pleasure to welcome in my new co-host and your new host for Youth Baseball Talk, Spiker Helms. Spiker, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. And first off, I want to thank um, everyone here at Lineup Media Group for bringing me on. And, again, the episodes that I've been on have been unbelievable. Um, a lot of memories. And then, when you, yeah, when you gave me that call, I was ecstatic. Um, but then it was kind of like the questions of how, why, when, like all, all those questions. And then coming up with um, 
a, a definite yes. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm absolutely excited. I'm passionate about the game. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I'm the owner of Tournament Guy, but I'm also involved with the Rawlings Tigers dealing with the youth baseball as well as the high school baseball. Right. And, you know, and again, I, I am excited about you being here, your knowledge broadly across the game. Obviously, you're going to be a little more in touch with youth baseball than I am now. Uh, obviously, I have all kinds of friends involved in it, so I'm going to get a lot of secondhand stuff. I'm not real big on secondhand stuff, though, you know, because – there gets a lot lost in that. And I think sometimes some of our problems are secondhand knowledge of things. So I wanted a guy that I knew was knee deep in it, that was in it for the right reasons, that was in it to make changes, that was in it to make good, that was in it to do this. And you were my guy. So I, number one, let me thank you for accepting my offer. Um, As I told you on the phone, and I'll share this with everybody. I had a lot of different motives for asking Spiker. Number one, uh, very knowledgeable guy that played the game. Did you have to play the game to be passionate about this? No, you did not. Did you have to play the game at a high level to be a great coach? No, you did not. Did you, did you, did you, did you, did you? You know, we could do that all day long. But the fact of the matter is that if you did play, you get a sense of understanding sometimes things that, unfortunately, if you didn't play, you just don't get, and you can't get away from it. I'm sorry. So that's one thing. Uh, also, the way you went about it, I was always impressed by. Uh, and I think our listeners are going to hear that in your voice. They're going to hear it in your preparation, and they're going to see it in some of the changes that we're making, which really brings me to, and I am and I was honest with him from the get-go, I was being a little selfish here. Uh, I think Spiker is a, is, is a genius. <laughs> I hate to throw that label on you. A social media whiz and genius. Don't, don't call me a guru, please. Uh, a lot of people, a lot, no, no gurus. The, I used that term for somebody not too long ago, and it got me in so much trouble. It's just, I don't, no more guru talk. Um, but no, the truth of the matter is you're very, very good at what you do. And Youth Baseball Talk has been around now for a couple of years. We have a great following. We have a very loyal following. We're trying to grow like anything else every day. To this point, we really owe it to, in, in all honesty, we owe it to the guests that we've had, and we owe it to the real loyal fans that take the time to share the show. Well, you know, you get to a point where you have to start using some of these great tools that are out there, and you are very good at that. So for all of our listeners that have been loyal to us, that would like to see more out of Youth Baseball Talk, you just wait because you haven't seen anything yet. Um, I'm really excited about some of the things that we want to do and some of the things we want to bring you guys. But here's what we do promise you, and I know Spiker uh, is on board because this is one of the main things we had. The way we deliver the content to you will not change, and that was this from the beginning. It's not going to come from a place of talking down at you. It's not going to come from a holier-than-thou place. It's not even going to come from a place uh, Spiker's on board with this, too. We are never going to tell you this is what you have to do. If you do this, this will work out. Everybody's better off knowing from the beginning that nothing's promised in this game. There are no guarantees. What works for one may not work for another. This is all information that we ask you to do your homework, and we're just going to try to give you the best information that we can. And again, we always encourage you to share with us as well because we love to talk about it. And that's where uh, I knew for a fact that this was my guy. So let me uh, let me bring him in here kind of formally and let him tell you a little bit about himself. Spiker, for those that, do, that, that weren't with us at the very beginning or yep. just, you know, haven't, tell a little bit. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself personally, you know, your journey through baseball and how you got here. So you're completely right. Like it's, you have this thing where you, you think that, oh, I have to go division one, then pro ball, and then get to the major leagues. Well, sure. That, that's, that's, well, sure. That, that's Why not? The, that's, that, a, that's a typical yeah. route, right? right, it's, a, right. It's, it's, it's a happy bl- meal. It's Just the, go to McDonald's and order. It's right? the blueprint. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a prime example that that is not prototypical. <laughs> um, I was a guy that was a big pitcher. Um, through a lot of innings when I was young, 
Um, I ended up throwing 82, 83 as a freshman. And then I started getting college looks. Next thing you know, I go down with an arm injury. And from there, I was battling. I ended up becoming a switch hitter, then got got uh, to junior college, then to Missouri State. And next thing you know, I get traded, released, like you name it, the whole bit. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look at it, it was all about the journey and all about the lessons that came forward. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like any other, any other kid back in St. Louis or United States, started youth baseball with parent, uh, parents put me into organized sports and then going from there and then say, Hey, you're kind of good at this sport. You should keep on, keep on going. So that, that's my route. And when, um, when we're talking about youth baseball, it has to become from the, the fact that just support your support your son, or if it's softball, your daughter, and go through that. Go through those stages. Don't push them over the edge, and and try to guide them through this path. You know, it's interesting. I you remember because you and I talked. You know, I, I I remember just having a great conversation with you off air when I mm-hmm. first got to know you before we did the first show. And and you know that the inspiration for the show was Mike Nathini's letter, the very first letter he ever wrote, and then he wrote the book. So you got a little bit more of an insight to it. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day because, you know, as you get far more and more removed from something, things tend to go away, right? Well, the letter will always be there, but you don't hear about it as much Mm -hmm. anymore. I had a conversation with a guy the other day that I was telling him, I said, you know, I still remember when I heard about the letter. I'll never forget this. Somebody said, hey, have you read the letter that Mike Matheny wrote? Um, And I said, no. And he said, well, the Mackenside Indians, which is a real good program in Kansas City, they use that and they send it out to other parents and stuff. And I said, oh, okay you know, this and that or whatever. So I remember the, the guy saying, you should check it out. And I said, okay, I will. So I Googled it. Naturally, when you Google it, it comes right up. And I'll never forget this. And this is why I know, you know, if people are honest with themselves, what's really, what's really going on out there. I, I told this guy, I said, you know, the very first time I ever pulled that letter up, I read the first, I, I, I would hate to guess how many sentences I didn't get through the first paragraph and said, I'm not reading this and, and shut it out <laughs> because I made an assumption of what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, then when I was having a conversation with somebody and I learned a little bit, learned, I like that word, became educated and learned. <laughs> when I learned a little bit more and I read it, I went back and I thought, man, I could not have been more wrong. And it's like that with everything. And it's not just baseball. It's yeah. everything. We judge a book by its cover. We did, and, and no pun intended in this thing, yeah. obviously. But, you know, it was like a lot of people like me felt like, oh, what, another ball player telling us that we're stupid and we're, we shouldn't be pushing our kids and we should let them play wreck, and we should, which is the complete opposite of what he's saying. He's actually going the other way and saying, hey, let your kid do this. You get out of his way. Mm-hmm. Let him take control of this himself. Let him deal with the failure. Let him be accountable. And, yes, if he's late, there's consequences. If he doesn't show up, there's consequences. So it wasn't a pat him on the butt type thing. It was actually the other way. So it was an example to me, myself, of how people don't tend to take in what's really going on. So I know that you and I talked about that, and I know we're kind of on the same page with a lot of that stuff. So I'm really looking forward to this. And again, I, you know, before we get into this week's topic, mm-hmm. I just wanted everybody to get a little bit of a feel for, for what you are and who you are. Uh, the Rawlings Tigers are very lucky to have you. Um, it's, a cl- it's a quality organization, an absolute class act here in St. Louis for sure. You guys have done a phenomenal job. More and more, you st- you're seeing your guys doing really well at the next levels, whatever those are. I applaud you guys. You got a great staff over there. I apologize to your staff. We've been talking about having you guys on, and it just seems that my ADD gets going, and I mm-hmm. and I get on something. And it, 
I promise it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I know that you'll make it happen oh, yeah. right now, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. But And we owe it to them. To be honest, we've had some of the other programs obviously on in town. We have not had those guys on yet, and they are more than deserving, so mm-hmm. it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, I, I do you know, let's welcome in Spiker uh, with open arms, and, and I know that you're going to love having him on. I hope you guys enjoyed the tryout uh, tryout series, I'll call it, culminated with Steve Springer. He's such a great guest. But now we're into that time where they're going on. There's nothing we can do about it, and it's time to move on. So I'm going to throw it right at him. I'm going to throw him right in the fire. Spiker, mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about um, in in season training um, and what and, what wait a minute what the <laughs> say it again in season training okay that's interesting because according to my son a long time ago why would I do that I'm practicing every day I can't go work out at night I can't it's, go it's do more than just the practice I know, isn't it amazing yeah more no than just I just the practice boys and girls funny. I, I, I guarantee you there's a lot of parents out there that are like man I've had this conversation numerous times and it's it's funny because when you try out you end up making that team you're ecstatic. But then it it's just started. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I can't wait till the first game. No, it's not just the first <laughs> game. It, you still got you still got all leading all the way up to it, and in between those games. So it it's funny when when I when I see players, and they are just going all out during the winter. They're they're in the cage. They're going they're going all in. T work, front toss, one hand drills. I'm doing all my drill work, and then right when the season hits ghost town yeah it's unbelievable it, it happens every year and it's not it's not just high school you have college guys that do that too yeah um and it's trying to take that professional approach and saying you know what um i got i gotta get in i gotta get some type of workout in even if it's just 30 minutes right and, and i think it's an educational thing it yeah. is I, and i get it you know for us as parents we talk about the life lessons on here a lot this is a life lesson thing mm-hmm. right it is more than anything i mean we know the numbers. We know what the chances of them moving on and doing some things. But what do you really want for your kid? Do you want them to realize that it's not, you know, this isn't enough, that it always takes extra work? I do remember the conversation, like it was yesterday. I, I had asked my son when he was young, my older one that's a senior now, I said, hey, you want to go get some work in? Well, I mean, I did. I, I just had a two-hour practice. I said, I know you practice for two hours after school. Do you want to go get some real work in now? No disrespect to your coach yeah. whatsoever, yeah. but he has thirty guys out there. Mm-hmm. How how many reps did you get? I know you're not a starter. I know you're down on the depth chart. How many reps did you get? Did you really get any swings? Did you work on anything? I'm asking you. It's your game now. Do you feel like you got good reps in today, or were you there? I mean, what do you want to do? I know. It's a, it's about being hungry, and it's it Great is a li- it is it is a life lesson, because if you're super passionate about it, every single day you're looking to get better. And with with my career, I didn't learn that until very late. And it was almost too late. Luckily, I hit the pedal to the metal. My dad said, "You you need to figure it out. I'm not I'm not gonna hold your hand through this thing. You got to go out there and do it yourself." So I started I, literally my senior year devoted myself every single day 365 days and i i got up i figured out okay i gotta do this for my schoolwork. i gotta do this for my job now where's my extra time that i can just substitute tv video games internet surfing social media how do i how do i eliminate that stuff and then get find extra time for my baseball stuff it's not it's not eliminating a social life not eliminating a social life it's about trying to allocate that time and say, you know what? I got to do my baseball stuff first, then social stuff. 
Yeah, it's hard because, you know, they're kids. Yeah. You want to be kids. I, I, I don't think, I know myself, I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm going to have to get used to not putting words in your mouth mm-hmm. and let you speak for yourself. I, I know for me, it's not about um, uh, taking away their youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people think that's what it is. I think I probably mistakenly have looked at situations and thought that's what people were doing. We don't always know everybody's situation. We would do better to not make assumptions, which I'm guilty of. I think we all are. Uh, I know what I tried to do, but I also know as hard as I tried as a youth coach, and I felt like I did a good job, I know there was perception out there that that's what we were doing. So I remember thinking to myself that if I've worked really hard to make sure that I wasn't stealing these kids' youth, that I was trying to make it fun, that I I felt like I had, whether it was 10 to 12 kids that really wanted to be here, um, I, I that was important to me, okay? It was very important to me. Um, while teaching, while being hard on them, to, uh, to hard enough, how about that? Mm-hmm. Um, while the life lessons, while doing all this, that fine balance, right? It made me think that, I knew how important the other was to me so that if there was perception out there, and there was, no doubt about it, okay, people I know very well, mm-hmm. that I was taking away their youth, it just goes to show you what a fine line that is and how some people speak sometimes without knowing the whole story. So that's why I kind of started the day a little bit with that whole, let's not judge a cover by its book all the time. We would do best to step back and say, I don't really know for sure what they're doing. Yeah, it might look like this, but why start something if I really don't know what I'm talking about, which could go a long way in all of sports, not just baseball. Yeah, and it's a it's a fine line cuz I remember I remember I'd be going right after school, my dad would force me to play catch, but he he knew that I wanted to play catch cuz I absolutely love the sport. Um same thing with with batting cages. We'll be driving by and I would be the one that would say, "Hey, can we go to the batting cage?" So he knew, he kind of had that sense like he really likes the sport. Now I just kind of have to prolong it. I don't want to. I don't want to force him. Force him, but it's kind of kind of guiding me through those earlier years. So then when I got to high school, um, obviously high school I had a couple years I was down and I didn't realize I had to work at it. And then he then he he came up to me. He's like, "Are you gonna work or are you gonna gonna sit here and let your dream go by?" You know, hardest question I've ever hardest question I ever get. Hardest first question I ever got once I started the show from a lot of people. Um, hardest first question I ever got when I realized that I was knee deep in youth baseball before I ever did youth yeah. baseball talk was Jim, you seem to be around this a lot. How do I know when my kid's ready to play quote unquote, select ball, travel ball, whatever ball you want to call it. I, I, the gist is when do I take him out of rec ball? Hard question because I do believe a, that that's different for everybody. All I could ever do is try to give somebody some examples. And I would tell him, I'd say, listen, my son, if he doesn't have practice and I get home, he wants to go outside and play catch. He wants to go outside and swing his bed. He wants to do that. Now, that's not even all of it, right? It's a family decision. Are you ready to give up your weekends? Are you ready to give up a lot of family time? Um, Is this a whim? Or is this something he genuinely, truly wants to do? And the hard part, can he do it? And can he do it safely? And people are like, what do you mean can he do it safely? Let me tell you something, ladies and gents. There's a lot of good baseball being played at a young age. And if your son really doesn't want to be there, it can be dangerous. Make no mistake about it. People say, oh, well, ba-. no, no, no. Listen, absolutely. Go play baseball in the sandlot. Go play baseball in a rec league. Go play baseball even in a competitive league. But I am telling you, 
If a kid doesn't want to be there in any sport or anything, they naturally will not do like a kid that wants to be there. And that's all I've ever meant. And that's the hard thing because I'm not there to see it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think about that. And then I think about you saying all the things that you did, you know, your dreams, your desires. And those are the things that I think are the hardest part for parents is because it's not the same for everybody. There is no formula. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not a rite of passage. It's not a, Oh, they're 14. They're going to get it today. Today's the day. Mm -hmm. Some kids get it at 11. Some kids get it at 12. Some kids get it at 16. I mean, even 17. I mean, I've I've seen that happen. The light doesn't go off until it's almost gone or they get a second chance. That's the thing. There's no formula for this. And vice versa. You you have players that are playing from five years all the way up to 12, and they're unbelievable. They're just rock stars, just rocking rocking the boat, doing, doing everything, turning heads, and all of a sudden just something hits them. And so it's it's every path is different, every single path. Yeah, you know, I, I, something I'm going to say this to you, and I know you're familiar with Steve Springer and his work. He's mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I great I, work. Yeah, um, he, his quote that really gets me is, "We have to redefine failure." Mm-hmm. That's the one that always did. Now, believe me, and I love Steve. He got a lot of quotes. He throws it out there, brother, and I love it. But that's the one that when he says it, man, it like hits me like a sledgehammer because I, you don't have to look very far. I can look right in the mirror and think it's so logical. I, I, and it starts young, and it's okay. I mean, when, when, when you play a game, how do, how do you measure fit? Well, I got to get a hit. Mm. I got to get an out. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, it's like that's good for the here and now, but in the general scheme of things, what am I really trying to do? I, it, it's such a fine line. Mm-hmm. And, and and what's interesting is here you and I are talking about this in this in this studio and we wonder why we have so many problems. <laughs> well, and, and we tell our guys and I, every guy that I, I tell um, and again, I learned this late. I said, look to fail. If you look to fail, you're changing, you're growing and something's going to end up happening. That's going to be good. And this sport is all about failure anyways. So why are you trying to avoid it? Just, just keep going towards that. Try to, try to figure out what am I capable of and keep going after it. You know, it's such an emotional game. I, I've talked on the show numerous times about my own inadequacies as a fan and as a parent and as a coach. I think you have to be honest. And that's the other thing I was getting at earlier is that we promise you it's not going to change. We're going to be who we are. I mean, I, if, we're, if, <laughs> if we do silly things, we're going to own them. I know I will. Um, if we're growing, if we're learning, we're going to share them with you because I think that's the only way you, you a have credibility is to say, Hey, I'm not perfect. Um, but, but, you know, just look at the biggest level. I say this all the time. I I am a guy and Spiker, I'd love to hear, you know, what kind of guy you are when it comes to this, but you know, right or wrong. I, you know, I probably threw a helmet. If I think back, Mm I, I probably slammed a bat down. I probably yelled in my glove obscenities at times. And you know what? I like that. I do. I understand why you don't do it, but I like it. I'm sorry. I do. I'm just being honest. So when I see my favorite team and I see players that don't do it when they struggle, I get upset. But as I've gotten older, as I met Steve Springer, as I met, as I talked to these guys, I realized why Jim Edmonds, who was one of my favorite players for the Cardinals, why he came across as, this was the moniker on here. Remember this? Oh, he's a California boy. He doesn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. No, he cares. Yeah. You just don't see it because he has to keep it under control. And it's funny. I was telling somebody, Matt Holliday, 
who who you know who got unfairly judged I feel because he was you know he had to be here when Pujols left he got a bunch of money Pujols didn't get the money people said okay well let's where's the 40 home runs and the 330 that's not his game you know but I felt like he did a good job for the Cardinals and was a good man you saw how even keel he was and then man there were some times where he'd slam his bat or do something it tells you how stressful that this game is to get to a guy like that Mm -hmm. but jd drew when he was here i used to want him to yell the f word and throw his helmet because i wanted him to show me he cares but that's not really how it works this failure thing will consume you if you let it and whether we like it or not you much you have to be able to just say okay let's bring it on bring on the next at bat bring on the next play nothing i can do about that one and ultimately that's what separates these guys. And this, and it's not football. That's that's another, that's another thing. It's not basketball or anything like that. Like you'll see, you'll see the guys get a little emotional. And I think right now, where the media is going is they're trying to show that emotion because the Toronto Blue Jays, they're all over the news. I mean, because Jose Bautista, sure. all that, all that. Jazz. Donaldson's an emotional Donaldson's guy. Donaldson's an emotional guy. But then look at look at the guys that are still even keel, like Mike Trout. No one talks about that guy. Yeah. Like they got the guy had thirty home runs. Jose Altuve, he yeah. had twenty four. I think. Just plays I, the I, game I, the I right look, way. I have to look back. You have to yep. uh, fact check me on that one. But he's a little guy and has twenty four home runs, and no one talks about him because he doesn't show emotion because the media goes after the emotion. And if you look at majority of those major leaguers and college players, if you have a chance to go out to see the college, even even independent baseball, you'll see the guys that they're 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 very even keel because it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Where with football, it's a sprint because you only got one game a week. Sure, and it, you know, and football is interesting. You do something, and you literally thirty seconds later have a chance to make up for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and, and you have a lot of highs and lows there. I I don't know. I, I I just think that if you really look at it, you know, I think about all these kids, and I and I'm gonna tell you something here, man. I thought was awesome. I think about all these kids today, whether wherever you're at in the country, right now they're on a field, and they're throwing, and they're running, and they're being timed, and they're there's guys with a clipboard and they're doing all this and they're feeling a certain way inside. They're feeling confident or they're feeling inadequate or they're feeling inferior or whatever they're feeling. And it's just like, man, what, what happened to when I was 10 years old and we were all out in the sandlot playing baseball. It's just a, it's a thing, but you know what? It's a reality mm-hmm. that you a are never going to get away from. That's number one. Might as well accept that. And number two, it's part of it. I mean, that's, that's the thing that it's okay that a lot of, and I don't mean that, I, I, you know what, I do mean this in a bad way, that a lot of people want to go away. Mm. They want everybody to get a trophy. They want everybody to make the team. I'm sorry. It's not worked that way forever, and we're all okay for it. Yeah, and and in life, you don't you don't get that eighth place trophy. Yeah. That's, that's the funny thing. I mean, is mom and dad going to show up when the guy says, you know what, I really liked our interview, but I'm going to go a different route. Is mom and dad going to walk in and go, well, why not? Why don't you like our son? <laughs> What's wrong with him? He deserves this job. You don't understand. Well, you didn't give him a... I saw this the other day. Mm-hmm. I saw this post yesterday. Anybody else frustrated with tryouts like I am? I went last night and watched my son. He got eight pitches to swing at, and six of them were at his ankles. How's he supposed to impress the coach when the coach can't even throw strikes in BP? I swear I just buried my hands in my oh, head, <laughs> and I just thought, oh, another coach out to get a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's really – I don't know. Hey, listen, I get it. I've said this all the time. It's your son. It's your daughter. All bets are off emotionally. I get it. 
you know, you are here. But a good man once told me, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm not here to protect my son. Mm-hmm. I'm here to teach him how to protect himself. Pretty strong words. It's very strong. And I'm kind of looking back at my career and looking at my friends and, and how, how things played out, especially the guys that increased their increased their value and they kept on going through. Because, I mean, there's a couple of major leaguers that I played with, and you can just tell there, there was something different about them. And I thought my mentality was pretty strong. Their mentality was even stronger because they literally they do not get phased. And let's go back to that point of being a marathon. Like you don't see them in game 152 or 136 or even like 42. We see them in the playoff run. Yeah, that's the sprint. That's what they're trying to go for. Yeah. And that's when you start seeing that emotion. And then that's when you start seeing like I'm I'm out there to win. I'm not getting this eighth place stuff. Yeah, it's not happening. I, it's interesting. Like I said, it's the marathon not a sprint thing that you say is is one of my favorite sayings because it's the truest when it comes to this uh we as parents want the sprint and i I mean that what do we do as parents we take them to these games what do we want we want to win and we want three hits and we want when he pitches to strike everybody out and we want him to make every play and and that's what we want right we don't look at it like how did he do yeah, let's you know, let's move into fences did, too. Did he? Yeah, well, did he have a good game? Did he work hard? Did he do that? I mean, all the life lesson stuff is back burnered. How did he do? Did we win? Yeah, it's I and listen, that's fun too. I get that. I'm not here to take the fun out of it. Yes, winning. I used to say this all the time. People say, "What are you a communist? You don't want to win." I go, "Are you kidding me? If you know me at all, I want to win. Come play me in something. Yeah, I'll show you how bad I like to win. Yeah, you might leave with a lot of bruises. I I don't even play basketball hardly, but I guarantee you'll know you played me." You'll he'll have some hack-a-shack files here, but it's that's not what it's about though. You can do both. See, this is what I disagree with people, and here's where it is for me: you can do both. You can have fun, you can work hard, and you can develop. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to win every game? No, but here's the thing: nor should you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and winning's fun. I mean, it's not like we're not saying that winning is not fun. But I remember car rides home with my dad. He never talked about, hey, what did you think on that 3-2 pitch? What would you think about that 2-2 pitch? It was, I like what you did on that that, that at bat, your attitude after that strikeout or that attitude after you got that hit, um, that play that you made in the outfield when you when you dove after that baseball and you got up and you acted like it, it, was, it was just a routine play. That's the stuff that, that big leaguers do. That's how a professional approaches it. And it's the same thing with any business. Like, you don't, after you make a sale, you don't pump up your chest and pound your chest and just scream. Sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not like how football is where every, (laughs) every tackler, like I tied my shoe. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to do a big, big uh, dance. No, you're right. And you're dead on. I'm with you on that. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's an instant reward society that we live in right now. We want a lot of instant stuff. There's absolutely nothing wrong with winning. Who doesn't want to win? But I think you can do it all. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I've said this a hundred times. I've been guilty of it. I say it as a coach, I've been guilty of it. I get caught up in the moment. I start planning these things out and it's easier said than done, man. I'm with you out there. You and I are in this together. I get it. I want you to learn from some of my mistakes and I'd like you to learn from some of the things I did right. I think that's how you learn in everything in life. If, if you're turning into this show, you trust me somewhat. You either either trust me to share some honesty with you. You either trust me to share some good practices with you or you trust me to bring you good advice. 
one or, or good people. Either way, that's what this is all about. And again, I say, don't blindly take anything, not from Jim Cromer, not from Spiker Helms, not from Rick Strickland, not from Justin Stone, not from anybody. Don't blindly take anything. Listen, we have these, uh, my buddy calls them computer boxes. Yeah. We have them right here in front of us, and most people have them or have access to them. You have a phone. There's a little thing called Google. Oh, yeah. I assure you, if there's a topic, if there is a person, if there is an instructor, if there is a instruction series, if there's a website, if there's something that you've heard about, somebody's told you about, you've looked into a little bit, you hear Spiker and I talk about, somebody that comes on our show mentions, all you got to do is Google it. And I'm telling you, God gave you a gut. Well, if you believe in God, God gave you a gut. Mm. Use it. Yeah. Use it. Trust me when I tell you this. It's a there for a reason. Your gut's not just what's hanging over your belt because you've had too many pizzas like I have. Your gut is there for a reason. It is there to tell you something's not right here. And I'm telling you, I'm not a coincidence guy. Where there is smoke, there is fire. Yep. And I constantly research, constantly research. It's one thing that I always try to do. I try to test what that what a person said. I'm like, you know what? Is that is that the right way? Like when the Donaldson thing came out? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was all over the internet trying to figure out like, am I have I been hitting wrong the whole time? And has he figured something out that no one else has figured out? And so then we I started going to my sources and and talking a little bit about the mechanics. So it's the same thing. Just Google Google user sources. You know, it's interesting, you know, for you to say that. I mean, here we are and, and again I think you're very accomplished in doing an unbelievable job with your organization. Um, you know, much more on the baseball side than I've ever been. Uh, but Bob Tewksbury, who's a very you know again we're not going to use the word guru okay he is a great instructor he has worked with some of the top talent in the game Um, a lot of notoriety has come from him being the one to transform Donaldson a little bit what I like about guys when I meet them or I talk to them what I always find interesting is how they are in that first few minutes if you research Bob Tewksbury at all I assure you one of the first things you're probably going to find about him is him saying I wanted to realize why I wasn't very good. What made me not good enough? And I went and realized I was doing it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a guy is willing to say, listen, I was doing it wrong. Okay. I was making, I, I wasn't, I mean, doesn't, don't you get a little bit of credibility there right away when a guy's, I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of guys out there going, and I'm doing my Tarzan thing. Yeah. You can't see banging their chest going, I'm the greatest. I hit bombs. I was a great hitter. <laughs> Come, let me teach you how to hit. I man, I hate to say that because yeah. man, sometimes those guys, not good. Yeah, do it my way. Yeah, and then it's it's that going back. I, don't call me your guru. Yeah, I I, 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 I love that saying. Um, I don't know where I got that. It's a good one. I mean, it it is because I've used it, and, and I guarantee you, I'll never use it again. Yep, and. Everything that I teach has been something that I have struggled with and I've had to learn how to do it. So it goes back to that point is that, and I learned, I had to teach myself how to switch hit and I had to teach myself how to field. Outfield, I remember uh, one of our players coming up like, hey, can you teach me outfield? Yeah, just go chase it. Go get it. Outfield came so natural to me. Yeah. I don't know what it yeah. was. So it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's the mistakes that we have and the flaws that we had and trying to figure out why am I not good enough? and going after and trying to trying to get those details thing. yeah these are the kind of conversations i'm really looking forward to oh, i yeah. mean a lot of back and forth a lot of uh, reiteration um i'm anxious for the first time you and i maybe disagree a little bit i'm mm-hmm. anxious about that uh 
not anxious about it. I'm anxious to do it only because it's like the episode I did with Wilson MVP out of California. I knew going into it, I wasn't going to agree with the way they did things, but I don't want us to come across as everything we say is right. There is a different way to do things. You know, all you got to do is, you know, and, and it's funny, I can't think of the basketball player now, but we used to think the earth was flat and somebody out there thinks it still is. I can't remember what basketball oh, player. Oh, gosh, who was it? That? Kyrie Irving or somebody like that? Oh, I can't no. remember who it is. Somebody thinks the earth is still flat and that's fine. But my point is, yes, we thought the earth was flat. Uh, yeah, we thought maybe it's pitch count. Yeah, maybe it's innings. Yeah, maybe it's this. I don't know. We're working on it, right? We're yeah. working on it. So that's what I'm looking forward to with you is where maybe you say, well, well, Jim, I hear you, but have you, and I want, you know, and I know that, you know, and you guys don't care about this, but we've talked about it off the air. We're going to be as honest as we can be on here because I think that's good. I, I've said it a thousand times. I don't want people to just send me emails going, great show, Jim. Really appreciate everything you said, man. I love it. It's great. I, you know, I used to think that that was not right, but now that you said it, it's right. No, I want you to say, hey, Jim, that just, I got to be honest with you. I've been doing some things and you know, you're saying not to do this, man. I'm having a lot of luck with it. I'm not seeing any problem. I'd love to hear that. Man, I would love some emails like that if you got them out there. Let's hear them. So, or even some tweets. Yeah, or some tweets. Yeah, we love social media. That's a, that's going to be a great thing. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be great. It's time for us to take our first break mm-hmm. here on the show. Going to take, take a short one here real quick. Uh, I want to remind everybody that the show is brought to you, as always, from our good friends at The Rope Trainer, brought to you by... Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, and John Smoltz. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Don't forget, John Smoltz, Hall of Fame pitcher. Uh, Spiker, i got to ask you this. I have to bring it up every time. Mm-hmm. Did it blow you away that he took that, whatever it was, 30 seconds, minute, two minutes, in his Hall of Fame speech to address this youth arm problem? I mean, it 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 is an issue. And, and when, he, when he really sat there and, and talked about it, it really brought a huge light on the industry as a whole and like uh oh we gotta figure this out yeah because again here's a guy one of the most i mean i'm believe me i'm he's a great guy so i'm you know married children making it in the big leagues all the thing great things he's done hall of fame's right up there right Mm -hmm. and he takes a couple of moments to address an epidemic frankly folks so i encourage you to check it out john's not going to put he is not like they didn't pay him hey be our spokesman he is knee deep in this thing guys he is in this thing to help check it out ropetrainer.com. We're going to take a short break. We'll see you on the other side. Today's show is presented by DaVinci Smart Drink. Order yours now at lineupmedia.fm forward slash DaVinci. DaVinci, excite better thinking. Need a mental boost? DaVinci Smart Drinks were designed with professional thinkers in mind. With key ingredients shown to improve cognitive function and increase mental energy, DaVinci Smart Drinks excite better thinking. Drink a DaVinci. Let it go to your head. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us. We're back uh, again as Youth Baseball Talk brought to you by The Rope Trainer. Make sure you check it out, theropetrainer.com. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Here with my new co-host, uh, uh, Spiker Helms, interested to uh, let you guys – we're not going to do it all in one week. I want you to get to know him kind of like you got to know me, so we'll just kind of let his personality come out. He's into so many different things, and I want him to share those things because I believe in everything he's doing. You know, like I said, he's got Tourney Guy going, which is just a fun, interactive website. He's sharing tournaments all across the country with people when it comes to different sports. He's the Rawlings Tigers director. He's working with kids on a daily basis, trying to help them reach their dreams. He's a good guy, fun guy, got great stories. I want his personality to come out, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, A guy with personality that you hear each and every week on the show and 
probably the most talked about, and he should be because I think that that highly of him, is our good friend Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv out of Chicago. Each week he brings you his training tip of the week. I want to tell you a quick story about Justin. He sent a tweet out today that I thought was amazing. I loved it. This is the kind of stuff I love. Um, he sent this out today. He both Facebooked and tweeted it, and it was to his guys. Anybody he's ever worked with, anybody he's ever come in contact with, anybody that he's ever trained. He said, guys, no good luck for me today. If you are counting on luck, you're leaving it to chance. Work hard, get better. I love it. Tryouts are going on. There is no good luck. Go out there, work hard, get it done. You like that? Yeah, he's, he's fantastic on social media. I mean, um, he's, he's one of the guys that I really go to when, I, when, I, when I'm on social media going through my feed. Once his tweets come up, I, I take a little glance at it. Have you uh, had the chance to see him speak in person? I have, I have not seen him uh, Infectious speak in person. is the word I can use. Really? Yeah, I, it's just something about him. I mean, he's got a, you know, I, I've said this a thousand times over. There's a lot of good instructors out there. A personality? Yeah, it, it, it's, you know what? Uh, it, he's got a confidence because mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing is right. And he's willing to learn. He's willing to get better. He'll admittedly tell you that, like, you know, Travis is a kinesiology expert. You know, he's there's kinesiology. He's helped him learn. And he's his pitching guy. He's helped him learn a lot about hitting. That's why I appreciate Justin. He's always learning, always getting better. But he has a confidence about him that when a guy is teaching things that are right, when a guy is teaching things that are helpful and he's confident about it, what are you going to do? You're going to believe and you're going to follow and you got to have that. And that's why I think anytime you get the opportunity to see him in person, do it. But, of course, EliteBaseball.tv will give you just a glimpse of who he is and what he does. And, of course, you should follow him on social media. Let's hear from him this week as he brings you his EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Justin, take it away. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here with EliteBaseball.tv coming to you with the tip of the week. And as our youth teams begin to go outside and practice for the first time, I remember the stigma of youth baseball being that Practice was boring and kids didn't like to go to practice and the reason being when we were young You know, I'm 40 years of age now and I remember a lot of my eight and nine year old practices Consisted of one guy hitting at the plate and nine other players standing around And I was one of those guys that had high energy all the time and I wasn't good at standing around Which usually meant I was throwing rocks and then I was picking up rocks and I was throwing them because I didn't have any balls hit to me that time And my mom was the coach which ended up me and running laps so here I am, ready for action, ready to do something in practice. I don't have any balls coming at me. And so I'm picking up rocks and throwing them like they're baseballs, and I end up having to run. Well, the problem with this is baseball has a lot of standing around. So how can we most efficiently get your kids to love practice and keep it fresh for them and keep them active in the learning environment? And here's how we do it. I was also a college football player, and one of the things that was completely different from college baseball and college football is that every nine minutes in college football, a horn went off, which signified a new period of practice. No matter what was going on during that practice period, when the horn went off, we went on to something new. And I really like the structure of that because it kept everything upbeat, fresh, and you're moving on to the next thing, and you're keeping everybody involved and hitting them with new material. I always wondered, why don't baseball coaches do this? Why do we decide that we need to spend 45 minutes on bunt defense at one time, and it's worse at the end than it is at the beginning? When you have practice periods in shorter amounts of time, attention span becomes much better. Our concentration and focus on a particular skill 
gets much better. So I'm going to give you a three-part practice plan today that's structured like my old football practices. We're going to divide every period into nine minutes. And in these nine min minute periods, we're going to divide it into individual skill time, what I call group time, and team time. Assuming you have an hour and a half of practice at the youth level, we're going to have three periods of each three of these segments. So at the beginning of my practice, I have three periods for individual time. That will include my throwing skill time. That can include fielding ground balls into a mass ground ball drill. Or maybe we're taking some swings in a mass environment, hitting off tees, or maybe doing some soft toss with multiple hitters hitting at the same time. We want to keep as many bodies active as we can. And no matter what, when that nine minutes ends, we're moving on to a new idea or completely new skill. This keeps it fresh and keeps hitting your kids with new material that keeps them interested in the practice. My three periods of group time means this. I like to work some group skill, usually a live offensive skill against a live defensive skill. And base running is the, one of the best ways to do this. Meaning, oftentimes we run the bases with a ghost team out on the field. We want to write base running at the youth level is the worst skill of everything we do because base running is hard to teach because you need to do it at game speed in a live environment. It's instinct, it's reading. So instead of taking infield and outfield and working on our cutoffs, let's do it against live base runners. And I could put a coach in the third base coaching box and I could have a guy going from first to third. And at the same time, I'm working outfielders, throwing the ball from right field through a cutoff man to the third baseman and we're working on multiple skills at the same time. So we can do live bunt situations that way. We can work on our base running that way. We can work on the older kids hitting runs that way. Live offensive group against a live defensive group. And there's a ton of different scenarios you can do with that. Finally, my team oriented to drills. Here we're going to have three nine minute periods and oftentimes we'll do one big drill in three nine minute periods all together. And some of these that I call quad squad games where we have three teams of four, and what we could do is have a team on offense, a team in the infield, and a team in an outfield, and they rotate every period. So everybody is doing everything. And basically what we're doing, I have a coach on the mound, gives the, the hitter at home plate two pitches, and within those two pitches, the hitter has to swing at one of them. So it puts a lot of onus on the coach to, of having to throw strikes. But we get a ton of defensive situations and our, our players at home plate are getting three or four bats in a nine minute period. What are we trying to do? I'm trying to score as many runs in my nine minute period as I can. And then they're gonna rotate to, to the infield and the infielders are gonna rotate to the outfield. And we have players that are doing all of the segments of the game. Knowing at the youth level that most of your players are playing multiple positions, it gives them experience on all facets of the game in a short amount of time. When I run practices in this way, and I run practices for other teams and youth organizations, the best feeling in the world for me is we get done with an hour and a half practice, kids are running up to me and said, we're done already? And that is the ultimate compliment you have as a coach. You just practiced for an hour and a half, had a ton of teaching and learning going on, hit them with multiple scenarios of new material, and it went by really, really fast for them. That's the sign of a good practice and a sign of a good coach. This is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv. And until next week, we'll see you on the field. Good stuff as always. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you, we've talked a little bit about some of the guys we like and follow, and I know you're a fan of his. I'm glad you you think as much of him as I do because he is. He's an amazing dude, man. I mean, he is. 
he is infectious, but you know, you'll get to know him through the show and he's a great resource and things that I think you'll catch yourself. You'll catch yourself stealing some stuff from him, but what's great about him is he'll wind up stealing something from you too. And that, and that's what all these good guys will tell you. Mm -hmm. All we do steal stuff from people. Yeah. And it's, it's a very close knit community. Yes. And I guarantee you those guys are going through social media feeds when they, when they get a free moment. I mean, I do it. I'm, I'm a very busy guy, but when I get a chance, I'm looking through my feeds to see what they're, what they're talking about, um, on the baseball end and, and seeing what the current events are. Yeah. A lot of must follows out there. Justin Stone, uh, you know, at elite baseball, he is one of them. I really encourage it. Another guy that I think is a must follow guy you're familiar with here in town is uh, Rick Strickland over with St. Louis Pirates. You know he's working with Blast Motion. Congratulations to Rick Strickland, by the way. He is uh, he is now a, uh, I don't know what the word I would use here. He is now uh, a consultant with the St. Louis mm-hmm. Cardinals. He's down in spring training right now working uh, behind the scenes, doing some analytical stuff with hitters. Uh, Rick's helped so many kids in the area. Uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. His connections at the college level are fantastic i know i know you guys in a roundabout way kind of compete for athletes mm-hmm. and do that yep. thing but you guys have a nice relationship i know it's yeah. a it's a good thing we need more of that mm-hmm. you know we don't need the bickering back and forth i hate it when that happens i get it it's yeah it's it's just nature of the beast but but you know i think um i've said it once i'll say it again we got great programs here in st louis i think they're all a little bit different they all offer something a little bit different again my encouragement to everybody when they ask me because i get it a lot jim where do i take my kid i always say well what do you want? What are you looking for? Do your homework. Go talk to them all. You'll probably get a good feeling from one of them if you do some homework. Now, if you want an easy answer, you may make a bad choice. So do some homework. But great guy. Does his uh, Ask Rick segment here each and every week. You guys enjoy sending those questions. Again, some people have said, Jim, how do I get my question on there? Please keep in mind I get a lot of them. Uh, what I try to do is uh, – what I try to do is pick the one that a lot of people are kind of asking the same thing. And as long as it's not a conflict of interest type thing, Rick will try to address something that's going on. We've had a couple odd questions that he wasn't comfortable answering, and I understood it when he told me. Um, but, you know, remember, he is associated with Blast Motion. Uh, he is the owner of the St. Louis Pirates. So send your questions in Gene every week, and we will try to get them answered. Right now, let's hear from him, uh, probably coming to us straight from Florida, Rick Strickland and his Ask Rick segment. Take it away, Rick. Hey, Jim, thanks for having me back on the show. This show will be outside and from reporting from Jupiter, Florida at the Cardinal Complex. Just want to talk to uh, answer the question of the week. The question of the week this week was whether your kids should play on multiple teams, uh, most, multiple prospect teams. Um, as a coach, manager, recruiter, I would be uh, probably against having guys bounce from team to team. I think there's something uh, we get caught in this day and age of just trying to promote ourselves, uh, you know, through the showcase venues and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you want to progress and your goal is to play in college, uh, play on your high school team, uh, even if you have aspirations of being a big league player, the, the one thing that coaches really stress is being a part of a team and part of a unit. So I'm not one to encourage a kid to go off and play on multiple travel teams throughout the course of the season. I think there's something to be said about building camaraderie with your ball, with your team and things of that nature. So that was the question I had this this week about that. And um, uh, just to let the, the audience know that, no, you don't do that. You get into situations, too, where the manager don't know your situation, especially if you're a pitcher. The amount of innings, the amount of innings you, you've thrown, the amount of innings you've caught, might have played a position, a particular position. I would really kind of stay with people that are close to you, what you know, uh, with that. Make a decision on the team you want to play for and go from there. 
again, Jim, thank you again for having me on the show. Look forward to talking to you next week. Great stuff as always from Rick. Uh, just an intelligent guy. I really appreciate him, and uh, he's been good to you know. Again, I everybody does what they do. You play your play for. He's been great to me and my family. Been great to a lot of people that 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 I've been associated with in the game of baseball. So appreciate him taking that time each and every week. And we do thank St. Louis Pirates Nation, and of course we thank Blast Motion for bringing us that segment each and every week. Spiker, um, yes, sir. You know. Uh, I want to go back to Justin's comment before we leave. What do you think about that when you hear somebody say, I'm not going to tell you good luck. There is no luck involved in this. It, it's preparation. And I always go back to Tim Tebow. Um, he said, I'm I'm never nervous. And I think it's kind of a little bit of a false statement because, I mean, I was still nervous even though I overprepared. But there is truth behind that. And, and the best way to equate it is a, a test. You're studying for an exam. You don't feel like you're prepared. You go into the exam. You're nervous. It's it's the same thing. And when when he says that statement, there's so much truth behind that. Go out there and go get it. You you've you've prepared this whole time. You don't need a good luck. You don't need a pat on the butt. Go do it. Just go do it and dominate. You know, it's you know, everybody thinks about their own personal situation and I I may have mentioned on here over the course of the four weeks my own conversation with my sons. My one son is an established senior, although, you know, he hasn't been a major contributor at the varsity level. He looks to be moving into that role this year as he's become a pitcher only. Um, he's really developed. He would be what I would call, um, not I would call, I'll, I'll let Steve Springer say it. He would be that late-blooming kid that you don't give up on. And I appreciate the coaches sticking with him because, you know, there were times where, you know, he just couldn't get it done or whatever, but boy, he projected and they stuck with him and worked really hard with him. And my hope is for them and their, the reward for them will be that he pays off really well for them this year. A college has, has taken the chance on him and they like that potential as well. So we'll see what happens. But for him, you know, I, I think the confidence level is there. It was a little bit different conversation with him. It was like, Hey man, this is your senior year. Go put it all together. Go out there and be a dude for three years. They've been wanting you to be a dude Mm -hmm. mentally. Now, it's easy to say, but they're waiting. They've been waiting for you one day to wake up and go, I'm tired of messing around here. I'm the guy. Yeah. So go be the guy. My freshman, a little bit different. Obviously, he's a little more nervous, a little undersized, but a good ball player. Nervous about tryouts. And, and I just said to him, I said, what are you nervous about? And he says, well, I just don't want to miss any balls or do whatever. And I said, listen, I assure you this hasn't come down to you missing a couple of balls. Mm-hmm. What this has come down to is you just going out and doing what you do because I've watched enough baseball to know that if you do what you do, you're good enough. So just do what you do, and a coach is going to see that you're good enough. Coach is not going to cut you if you miss a ground ball. What he is going to cut you is cut you for is if you abandon who you are, if you abandon everything you've ever worked hard for, if you abandon the work ethic, you abandon the fundamentals that you've been taught and then been ingrained in you in your muscle memory, that's how you get cut. You don't get cut for missing a ground ball or swinging and missing at a pitch, bud. <laughs> and and when I see, when I see um, a lot of guys, and this deals with a lot of the freshmen because they're going into a new new culture, going from youth to high school. Um, same thing from going from a nine to a travel team to twelve. So um, it's they overthink it and they and they they focus on everything that's out around them rather than what is their strengths. What are they really really good at? Like me, I thought I was a power hitter. I was not a power hitter. <laughs> no shot. What I was good at was hitting the ball over over the shortstop, second baseman's head, and and using my legs to run. And it's it's trying to really focus in on that with the players, saying, "Don't worry about six foot four Johnny over there. It doesn't matter. The guy's gonna hit home runs. 
but you can outrun them. You can do the little the little things right. So it's focusing on the strengths. Don't focus on the weaknesses. Yeah, and again, I can't stress enough to people how I just think it comes down to a matter of hard work, preparation, give 110%, all those good things that we don't think about anymore that I assure you coaches are still paying attention to. Hey, man, I enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to this. Um, Loved it. I love having guys in studio. My old assistant coach, Matt Bowen, would come in occasionally, and I'd love to sit here and talk baseball with him. And I used to wonder why anybody would want to sit around and just listen to two guys talk baseball. But I get it because I do it. I love to sit around and listen to good people talk about baseball. Hopefully people think we're good people <laughs> and they want to hear what we have to say. But I'm really excited about you coming on. I think this is going to be a great fit, um, and, and we're both going to be able to use the show to get a message out that I think we're both passionate about. So uh, I hope you as the listeners enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you look forward to the show even more now, knowing that uh, you're going to get another point of view from a guy, again, that I, I got to tell you, I just think a lot of. Um, so, you know, if you've been following me at all and you like what I'm doing, trust me when I tell you, I could not have picked a better guy to put in the chair next to me, and I'm really, really excited about it. So, Spiker, I officially welcome you to Youth Baseball Talk. Thank you, Jim, and looking forward to uh, um, talking with the listeners and um, hopefully uh, get some get some things hashed out. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm looking. You know, I I can tell you. Let, let me let me make this statement. All the positive changes you see in youth baseball talk going forward will come directly from the guy sitting in the chair to my right, I assure you. <laughs> so, uh, again, this is Youth Baseball Talk. We encourage you, as always, to go to youthbaseballtalk.com, catch up on the show. It's the easiest way to subscribe to the show, and that's really what we're asking you to do. Simple button that you click to the right, subscribe to the podcast. If you're on your mobile device, you'll just scroll down and click subscribe to the podcast. It'll go right through your network provider. Boom, you're done. You'll get a notification when we do the show. Uh, at Podcast Baseball is where we're at on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter. Unlike most people, if you're involved in baseball, I promise you we're going to follow you back. Why? I don't need 100 people I'm following and 10,000 people following me. I don't care about that. If you're involved in it, I want to know what you're thinking. I love Twitter because people sometimes send things out on a whim or when they're passionate. That's the only way we learn, right? So if you're involved in baseball, we're following you back at Podcast Baseball. And don't forget Facebook. We can get a little more creative on there with videos. We can get a little more going on there. We don't have 140 characters. Don't forget, go to Facebook, type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our page, share our stuff. We appreciate you. Special thanks again go out to my friends over at the Rope Trainer. Couldn't do the show without him, Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, and, of course, the Hall of Famer John Smoltz, who always says everyone should have a rope trainer from big leaguers to little leaguers. Make sure you check them out at theropetrainer.com. Uh, working on getting Chris Verna on, I'm really interested to hear the scientific data behind the uh, test that they did to prove that the rope trainer is making a difference. Efforting that for sure. Special thanks to our group at lineupmedia.fm. Guys, the radio's dying. I'm sorry for all my radio friends out there. It's going away. The way of this world is people want to listen when they want to listen. Go to lineupmedia.fm. We appreciate you liking this show. I guarantee you, though, you have other entertainment things that you're interested in. You will find a show at lineupmedia.fm that will interest you, I assure you. Couldn't do the show without them. My producer, Brian, and, of course, my new co-host, Spiker Helms. <laughs> Looking forward to it. For Spiker Helms and Jim Cromer, i got to get used to that. For Spiker Helms and Jim Cromer, this is Youth Baseball Talk. We'll see everybody next week. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. 
Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.